Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram. Your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. I think I'm not going to do it every Wednesday and every Saturday. It's been tough for me to keep it up. So I think week by week, I'm going to pick the two best dates. I'll let you guys know what's going on. But that's why I'm doing it on Monday instead of Saturday. I think my next one will be on Thursday and we'll just see as next week unfolds. I'll let you guys know. But for today, I'm back at it again with another draft prospect review. There were some mixed reactions overall to the EJ Liddell podcast. Some were overall positive and some were kind of negative. And I just wanted to clear things up how I process the draft and what I kind of view for these prospects that I do. So for a contending team like Milwaukee, you're not looking for a guy who's going to play 35 to 40 minutes in a game seven versus Boston. I think it's unrealistic to ask those guys to come in in their first year and play that well, especially for a late first round pick. And I had a lot of people saying, well, we saw in the Boston series that we needed this, that, and the other. And I do think it's smart to draft for what you need and, you know, so you can develop those types of players. But it's not like we're drafting the solution. We're picking those guys up in free agency or via trade, but it still is smart to draft for player potential to succeed in areas that'll fit the philosophies we have, fit schematically and things like that. So my upside with Liddell lies in his improved shooting. He's got potential to fit in small ball lineups. He's a little slow, but every prospect is going to have their issues. I do think this is a super deep draft. There's definitely a number of guys. It doesn't have to be any of the five guys I pick. Just because I don't pick them and you think that I should, you know, go over a prospect that I don't do doesn't mean I'm low on them. I think we've got a lot of options at 24. I'm only doing five options. So it's not that I'm low on certain people. It's just you never know what can happen. And honestly, there's still a chance that the five players I do doesn't mean 100% that they'll fit. I'm just doing my best to find out who we could potentially draft. I'm perfectly fine if you disagree. I just ask that you listen to the podcast first so you can hear what I'm actually saying. And then just be respectful in the comments if you disagree. Uh, I mentioned how Liddell might be a good fit if we wanted to draft for small ball lineups. And today I'm going to talk about a player we could draft based on potential. And that's Marjan Bochamp from the G League Ignite. Bochamp's got an interesting story and definitely one that I'd be interested in making a YouTube video once I started up. Let me know if you guys want the story, but I'll briefly sum it up here. He actually played at four high schools. Part of that is a mixture of him following Brandon Roy to wherever he was coaching and then just other opportunities at other schools, I think. He was in ESPN's top 100 for the class of 2020, the class that featured Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Kate Cunningham, and more. He was 47th in that list, a four-star recruit. He had offers from Alabama, Arizona, and Arizona State, but he was actually deemed academically ineligible to play. So he ended up working with this super intense trainer, Frank Matriciano, who pitched him the idea of working out for a year to prepare him for the draft. But then COVID hit, and he didn't have a place to train. So later on, he decided to play for Yakima Valley Community College. He had a connection with the coach there, and he played there in 2021. He averaged 31 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, and 5 assists per game. That offseason, then he worked out in Memphis, and Jamal Crawford actually told one of the G League Ignite scouts that he should go check him out. They liked what they saw. He signed to play with them last season, and that's where he played. He was second in team scoring. The G League Ignite is always going to bring in guys with a lot of potential. We've seen guys like Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga have high potential and then play for the Ignite and succeed at 
the NBA level so far. They've got Jaden Hardy this year, who's going to be a first round pick. Some people want the Bucks to pick him. I think he might go before we pick. They've got another prospect, I feel like, going in the lottery as well. So it's not really surprising that they'd pick up a guy like Bochamp, who played really well in high school, played really well at Ikema Valley. He has qualities as athleticism and defensive capabilities that give him an opportunity to be successful at the higher level, which is why they chose him. He's got an NBA frame. He's six foot six, 200 pounds. He's got a seven foot wingspan. He's very athletic, as I mentioned, which allows him to play above the rim, and he's a really good defender. So he's got a lot that'll jump out on paper as a guy with potential to have really good success in the NBA. He averaged 15 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, and 2 assists per game in 24 games for the Ignite. The Ignite season was really weird. It had like two halves to it, and they just completely scrapped out the first half. But luckily, I think the Real GM website has his full stats. He shot 51% from the field that season. He's got a good shot for him. He showed promise from mid-range this season, but he's sometimes been characterized as a streaky shooter, which is something he could work on. And what's interesting to me is that he took less than three three-point attempts per game. He only shot the ball at a 27% clip. And it's interesting to look back at it, and I know it's only a community college, but in his 12 games at Yakima Valley, he took nearly nine attempts from three and shot 40% on those looks. So he had a lot of success there. Again, I know the defense is different there, but one of his biggest question marks coming into the league is his shooting, and that's going to be a red flag to a lot of Bucks fans. But I still think there's some potential for improvement in that category if he comes to Milwaukee. We've seen countless times a player will come into our system and improve their outside shooting. And part of that is just because of how good Giannis is and how much attention he draws he can generate a lot of open looks so who knows maybe he can improve in our system he does need to take care of the ball better as well he turns the ball over as much as he assists and I also read that he's got to be more physical and not shy away from contact he's got that frame to be physical he's not you know too skinny or anything like that he's just got to work on that area and protect the ball if he wants to succeed at a high level and like I said this is a potential pick that you're going to draft for his shooting isn't great he's not my favorite prospect but I still think there is potential there I think we could use some size and some athleticism on the wing he's 6'6 and he's got a long wingspan and he could be an option if we want to go for potential that will do it for tonight's podcast let me know what you guys think in the comments and I'll be back on Thursday with my third prospect.